Hi, everyone, and welcome to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. I'm your host, Leanne, the Barefoot Medium, and I'm incredibly excited to connect with you and to be able to bring you channeled information from spirit, source, the divine, whoever it is you call it, to inspire you to transform your experience, consciously manifest your desires and connect with your intuition and spirit. Now, before we get started, like always, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I stand and on which my guest stands and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. And I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations people who are tuning in from around the world. Kick off your shoes, take some beautiful big deep breaths into your heart space and step into this beautiful sacred space for a connected conversation on adult gap years and bucket lists with my guest, Roger Williams. Roger is a writer, podcaster, adventurer, and chief crosser offerer of his bucket list. After more than 30 years of working in youth development and teaching fields, a year in quarantine and two heart attacks, Roger embarked on an adult gap year to prioritise a life in which he is known, not by his professional work, but by the life, the way he lives his life and the people he grows relationships with. Now he's travelling around the world to cross items off his bucket list and inspiring others to do the same. Welcome, Roger. That's a mouthful, Leah. Thank you. I appreciate the the invitation to be here, and um, I hope that I don't get too silly and, and mess up the sacred space. So, um, but yeah, I'm definitely glad to be here and, and enjoy uh, the chance to talk to you. Silly is welcome in the sacred space. All right, good, Sometimes good. silly is absolutely necessary. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's you know really important to acknowledge because we we do often live such a serious life. Mm-hmm. And don't often give ourselves permission to just have fun and enjoy and be stupid and silly and whatever that looks like for people, right? right. Exactly. Yep, for sure. Joy is joy is the essence of who we are, and uh, we need to we need to figure out how to find that and keep it and grow it as best we can. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how you got to to the point that you're at and how your mm. you know journey has unfolded to step you into crossing things off your bucket list yeah I think for a long time I'd had a bucket list it was in my head it wasn't on paper or written down or typed up or anything <clears throat> but I had lots of things on my list that I wanted to do and it wasn't until midway through the the uh, lockdown and I had a heart attack in December of 2020 and just really evaluating, as most people do when they reach that point where they're, they're faced with their mortality at some level, um, what have I done? What am I going to do? And what kind of mark am I going to leave? And uh, for me, it's always been working with young people. And that's where I was um, told, I think, to find my self-worth in my job. And so I really started examining that a little bit. And uh, although I've enjoyed my years of service to, to young people and uh, appreciate all the relationships I've grown through that, and some of them I got to keep, some of them went away, um, some of them I hear back from years later, and, and that's all well and good, but, but I wanted to be known for who I am in the world, 
not just in what I do and who I work for. So many times in at least Western culture, we, we, you know, the first question people ask when you meet them is, what do you do? And, and their answer is always our job, how we sell our labor, is what I call it, and, and who we work for. And we find ourselves worth in that instead of necessarily, not necessarily the things that we're into or we enjoy or we like. And not very many times have I ever heard somebody go, I'm a Star Wars fan. I, I'm a cosplayer. I, you know, I, I love professional wrestling and go to wrestling matches. You know, just, you never hear someone begin the, to answer the question that way. You can get there eventually, but it's not really how people, you know, start out conversations. And so I, I wanted to be known for that. And so I immediately went to all my, socials and changed my job to head crosser off of my bucket list which i know was a mouthful it was meant to be um so that people would look at it and go what's that and so i, I just told myself when they asked me what i did from that point on i was gonna say i crossed things off my bucket list and so i i started with uh, the camino de santiago if you or your listeners aren't familiar with it it's a 790 mile excuse me 790 mile kilometer trek across northern Spain, starts in St. Jean-Pierre de Port and ends in Santiago de Compostela. It was something that I always wanted to do. So when I began writing my list down, it was on the top of my list. I've been wanting to do it for 10 or 11 years. And um, so, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go big. I'm going to start big. And so that's what I did. And I, I went on that journey and really intentfully to, to meet people from around the world, grow some friendships, have some international connections that I didn't really have in my life. And so when I got home from that trip, um, I uh, went back into the office and uh, started talking to a friend of mine that I worked with in there for four and a half, five, almost five years. And I showed her a reel I made for Instagram. And it was just basically a, a slideshow of selfies of all the people that I met along the way. And after I was done showing it to her, she said, she looked at me, she goes, I've never seen you that happy. Mm. And, I, and it just blew me away. Like I've worked for you, with you for almost five years and you've never seen me that happy. And so I just decided that moment that I was not going to let anyone ever meet Roger and not meet that person that was happy. And yeah. so that's, so I decided that I was going to take a, a one year off of working, selling my labor to anybody. I was going to use my labor for myself to cross things off my list and to um, hopefully grow some in, income strains so that I can keep doing that. And, uh, and just do things that brought me joy. Um, that's really what it boils down to for me is, you know, gap year for traditionally is for younger people, either before they enter uni or after they're done with uni. And, and so um, it's a little different being an adult doing it. And so um, I'm not trying to find myself. I know who I am. I'm 52 years old. I don't need to go searching for anything, um, but, I, but I want to live out who I know I am. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I love it. And there's so much in there that I want to talk about in terms of, and I think men in particular are often mm. taught, whether it's through, you know, just society or, or parents or upbringing or whatever, that their job is where, that, where their worth is. And I really want to mm -hmm. pick up on that because, sure. you know, for those who are listening, our worthiness is within us. It's, an, it's a, a thing that exists because you exist. You are worthy because you exist and because you are here. And it doesn't matter what you do or, you know, how you're being in the world. You are still worthy of right. all of the things that you want and you desire and 
and all of that. So that's the first thing I wanted to just kind of pick up and thank you for mentioning it mm-hmm. because you're right. Often the first question we ask anyone that we meet is what do you do? And yeah. what we do is the first thing that often comes out of our mouths is our jobs. Right. And you know, it reminds me of, I used to ask people, what's most important to you? Mm, that's a much better question. Yeah. And I haven't done that for a while. So thank you for the reminder instead of when I meet new people asking what you do, what's most important to you in life? What do you value? Because that tells us who a person is in the world. Right. I mean, we get so caught up in our work, right? That it can be um, overwhelming, right? And, And so when I was really going through the process of thinking this through, it was like, I sell my labor. I've sold you 40 hours or I've sold you 50 hours of my labor. And that's all you should get. <laughs> Unfortunately, the way we work, especially in the States, uh, which is horrible social construct that, that you just kill yourself all the time for work. You, and it eats into that other time. And people are like, what do you mean by it eats into the other time? Well, if you're too tired after a eight to nine hour day to do anything except what, sit and watch TV, then that's eating into your time. If your brain's constantly in motion, um, thinking about what you did that day or what you have to do the next day, then it's eating into that time. If, if you have to take work home because there's so much of a load that you can't finish it, that's eating into your time. And so I, I think there's a real need for people to literally wake up and say, I sold you 40, you get 40 right? Yeah. I think the biggest, biggest lie corporations have ever told us is that there should be work-life balance. Mm. No, there shouldn't be work. There should be work-life boundaries. Yeah. You should be able to say, here's, here's my boundary. I sold you 40 or I sold you 50. After that, you're either going to pay me more or, or, or I'm going to find something else. And, and we don't really do that. You know, everybody sells something, right? Everybody sells something. And no matter what your job level is, you're selling something. And so I think that the laborers kind of lost the idea that they, that you sold your labor, right? Mm-hmm. And you should be, you should be well compensated for that, but it doesn't have to become who you are. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's if you work and, you know, you don't have the, the ability like I did to get, to raid the retirement jar and take a year off, then but you should at least be able to you know, have a value for your labor that you can say, okay, I can do other things. I can take this holiday or I can go visit these things or I can have this hobby or whatever it is. And we, we tend to just get lost in this um, competition to keep our jobs. Like if we don't do those extra things, if we're not on edge like that all the time, then somebody else will be, and they'll get the promotion or they'll, they'll get a raise and I won't get a raise. And the reality is, is that, you know, it doesn't work the other way. You know, when the company, when the company asks you to do other things, you can't demand from them. You can't, if they ask you, like in my job during the pandemic, I had to, I have, you know, was teaching and I had to turn into producing videos every week. Well, I wasn't a video producer. I had to teach myself how to do that. Nobody paid me for that, that of getting that experience to be able to produce videos and to work online and to do all that kind of stuff. And yet I did it because that was the only way for me to keep my job. And, And I think we should be put ourselves in a position where we value our labor enough to say, Hey, wait a minute, that's crossing a boundary. 
Yeah. Right. And, and not get penalized for it because the yeah. corporation doesn't get penalized if they ask me to do more or the institution doesn't get penalized if they ask me to do more, they just get more because if I don't do it, you know, there's that sense that I won't have a job at all. And, and just, so if anything comes out of this for me at the end of a year, if I'm not able to continue on doing it and have to go back to the workforce, uh, traditional workforce, then you know, I'm, I want to be able to be secure in myself to be able to say, this is what I'm worth. I'm not going to accept anything less than that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because, you know, really we, we, they, they get our labor, like we're with a job. It's about our time and where mm-hmm. we, you know, from an energy perspective, what we're doing with our time is really of importance because we don't get that time back. Nope. Um, that's the one thing we never get back is time. So it's it's interesting the amount of value that we place on our time or don't place on our time. Right. And how we prioritise things in our world that are important to us or not important to us. And, and yes, bringing in financial resources to be able to give yourself the space to do what you mm-hmm. love and what brings you joy and all of those things are important. It's not the be all and end all. And, right. you know, I kind of come back to you and I have had a similar journey in a lot of ways. I took a gap year, I guess you'd call it, turned mm-hmm. into three um, when I was, in my early 40s Mm. um I just had enough of going around the same rat reel and you know playing out the same life day in day out and I never when I finished university or high school I never did the gap year Mm -hmm. and so I went oh that's the one thing my soul needs (laughs) that I've actually never done right yeah and so I sold everything and I went that's it two suitcases and off I went there you go (laughs) and it was the most amazing experience and you know it in amongst it it wasn't that I'd lost me I'd just forgotten what was most important to me and the fun and the playful and the you know the joyful side and I think that you, you know it's so important to bring that back because joy is who we are and what yeah. we're what we're here for. We're here to live life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's so difficult. Like you said, it's just so difficult to do from the standpoint of what is expected of you, like you were talking about with men, just what's expected of us to be providers and you know that that old I don't know if it's 15th century or what it is, but you know, that really outdated model of, of manhood, right. That, that we think that we've got to achieve something to be something. And, and so I, I just, yeah, I just want to be happy. I want to, I want to be filled with joy. And, you know, I've had people like, you know, you, you, you're gonna lose a lot of money by taking that money out of your retirement fund. And it's just like, okay, but it's bringing me joy. So I'm good. You know, I'm okay. I'll be fine. You know, I'm not doing it. You know, I'm not blowing it. I'm not, you know, drinking it away or smoking it away or, you know, I'm out enjoying life, um, eating good food, seeing my friends, trying to write a book, um, maintain this, this podcast that I love doing. And it's just, you know, I think that, that you don't, 
I don't want to knock people that have jobs, right? I don't want people to sit here and go, oh, well, I could never leave my job. I have to have my job. It's like, yeah, I understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, what do you do with that, those other hours, right? If you, if you sell 40 and you sleep 45, if you're lucky, we all have 165 that, that hours in a week, that leaves 80 hours. What are you doing with those other 80 hours? And what are you doing to make sure that your, your, the labor that you sold doesn't creep into those 80 hours so that you can use those most effectively? So it's not like everybody has to go take a gap year. If you can do it, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's a wonderful idea, but it's not necessarily you know the end all to be all because most people won't be able to do that. But, but I want people to know that they have 80 hours a week. Yeah, 80 hours a week that they can do something with if they guard those hours. Yeah. And if they have boundaries, then you can have the energy, you can have the mind space to be able to actually go out and accomplish whatever it is. I don't care if you like model trains or, you know, you want to go see every uh, football match, you know, in the country that you live in. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, what's on your list. It's a matter of are you making the space for that in your life to be able to do those things that bring you joy? Because if you do, I think ultimately you're going to be a better employee. You're going to be more productive. You're going to appreciate that time. You're going to get it done, move on and do the things that really, like you say, bring you joy. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to reinforce the, if you can't take a gap year, sometimes it's a gap day. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a gap hour. <laughs> You know, yeah. whatever it is that you can find and, you know, it allows you to come back into you, come back to what's mm-hmm. most important to you, come back to your joy, your peace, your, your whatever it is that you need in your world, right? And yeah. I think that, you know, what we do sometimes is we allow all of those other things, whether it's, people in our world or whether it's jobs or other people relationships wise friends family etc etc to need us and and I'm going to use that (laughs) word because it's often other people's needs that we allow to come into our spaces without putting those boundaries in place to go actually no you know what I need a day I need an hour I need what I need right now is some peace or some joy or some fun or some I need to work like and if you need to work that's okay Mm -hmm. just put a boundary around how you right you direct your time or use your time yeah, I think it goes back to that. Um, you said take a take a day, take an hour, or whatever it is. And so <clears throat> that's why the bucket list concept is so important to me. And 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 because your bucket list could be anything, right? And just because my bucket list has going to Burning Man and and doing the Camino and writing a book on it doesn't mean that yours has to. I have I have a friend that his bucket list consists of visit all 50 states and play a round of golf in each state that's his goal. And, and that could take a weekend for each time, for each time he wants to do it, he could probably do it in a year if he wanted to get it you know, done with. But I also know people that their bucket list just consists of learning how to cook a specific style of food. Mm. And they just go through that list. And when they get done mastering those recipes and they go on to something, they go on to another one. And that that's like a couple hours a week at most. Right. And, and so your bucket list can be whatever you need it to be. And, and it's not 
There's no prescribed way to do it. There's no um, set rules. Um, I have a friend that just has a list of concerts he wants to go see um, before, before the bands get old or die, you know? (laughs) So he's too old to really be good, but not, not yet dead. And so he, you know, he wants to go see certain bands. And so that's what he focuses on because that's what he's into. And I think that's the first thing, you know, if someone's thinking about creating a bucket list, that's what I would suggest is what are you already into? What do you already like? What do you already enjoy? What already brings you joy in your life when you do it or you think about it or whatever it is and start there. That's the easiest way to start a bucket list. Um, I just had so many things that I wanted to do collected up in my brain that it's just my list is like out there. So it's, it's a little massive and I needed a year to kind of cross some things off and do some things big and and that's what I need to do some people need to do that some people need to jump in and take the biggest one they got and accomplish it so then they can feel like they can do anything else that's kind of where I was like I need to go big or go home (laughs) and uh, and so that was for me some people need to start out small and take one recipe at a time and do one recipe at a time it doesn't matter as long as you're intentfully taking time to bring yourself joy because no one's going to do it for you. The TV's not going to do it for you. The radio's not going to do it for you. You, you really, to, to fully have joy, you got to get out there and, and make it happen for yourself. Yeah. And, and I love that concept of a bucket list because, you know, most people listening would have heard that term mm-hmm. as it relates generally to, you know, when we, when we die or pass over. Um, and so I love the concept of talking about a bucket list while we're still living. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about that, like as in what is a bucket list? Why that concept for you? Yeah, I, I know that there's some uh, discussion on the internet and the interwebs about do you call it a bucket list? Do you call it a life goal list? you know, because each has different connotations and all those kind of things. And quite frankly, I don't care. Uh, I use the term bucket list because it does have the most widely known appeal of it. So, so when I talk about it, it's not like people go, now what's he talking about? Most people understand that concept. So it's not, so that's why I use the term. I use it in a very generic sense. So for me, it doesn't matter what you want to call the list. Um, it could be your goal list, your life goal list, your, your bucket list, your do by tomorrow list. I don't care what it is, but just write it down. Right. And that's, that's the biggest thing is that we, we, I kept mine in my head for so long, right. That I forgotten things. And so as I was going through writing it, you know, physically writing it down, I'm like, what else? What else? Oh yeah. That, you know, and it brought things to my head that I was just like, Oh, I need to do that. Yeah. I'd love to do that. I'd like to do that. And so I think that writing it down is super important um, for folks um, so they can actuate it. And that's basically the, the second thing I would say is that to me, if you're going to have a to-do list, well, regardless of what you call it, it, you need to be able to make sure that you can cross those things off your to-do list. So this, the example I give is uh, may not be relevant in, uh, to some, but but Saturday Night Live is a big deal in, in the States. It's, it's a show that I've watched almost since it started. Um, I've been around that long. And so I've always dreamed of saying live from New York at Saturday Night Live in that opening sketch, you know, while the cameras are rolling. I just think that that would just be the most incredible experience in the world. I also know that there's probably barely a thousand people since the show started that have been able to say those words. 
Mm. Right. And so for me to be able to accomplish that, to, from taking it from a dream to a goal, I'd have to be the rock or I'd have to be Tom Brady or I'd have to be Ronaldo or I'd have to be, you know, I'd have to be somebody you know, super famous that has something else to bring to the table. It's going to bring eyes to the TV. That's why they get the host to come. So I, I know that that's probably most likely very slim to none chance that I would ever get to do that. I'd also like to, something that isn't on my bucket list is I'd like to be an extra in a Star Wars movie or TV show. I could probably make that happen. You can put a stormtrooper helmet on me. I'll gladly shoot my my laser gun and miss everything. I mean, I, I have no problem, you know, not being seen. I just want to be able to say that I did it, right? Mm-hmm. And I probably know enough people in LA or, or enough people that can, that know people in LA that I could probably make that happen. If I really wanted to, if I really sat down and said, okay, it's time to cross that off the list. I could probably make that happen. So things have to be actionable, right? You've got to be able to, you know, physically cross it off that list in some form. You got to be able to erase it, draw a line through it, check it off, press the delete button. I don't care what it is, but you've got to be able to, to actuate um, and get the thing done. Mm, mm. And I, I love that because there's a couple of things in there that sometimes we've got to set those dreams or those goals or those visions that are really big so that it gives us something to really aim for. And you you mentioning about Saturday Night Live and not maybe not being possible. What if it is? What if for some reason, somehow, what if it is? How awesome would that be? That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be (laughs) awesome. And I would love to do it. And I would I would could probably die at that moment and be okay (laughs) the rest of my life. That'd be fine. But it does. I, I don't want to spend my time focusing on something that may or may not have ever happen. Yeah. Because if I do, this is just me talking. If I do that, I won't, I won't do anything. And so I need to be able to, I need to be able to complete things. I have to be able to know that I've accomplished them. And so that's why I try to make them as actionable as possible. Because if I don't make them, if I don't make them accomplishable, if I can't accomplish the goal then it's it's not really crossing anything off it's not yeah. really completing everything and that's kind of the goal right is to is to to do things and have them crossed off your list so um you know if by chance you know the producers of that show listen to this and want me to bring you on that'd be super and fantastic but i i just know that that i don't want to spend a lot of time I can think about it and dream about it but i don't want to spend a lot of time yeah. trying to actuate it because there's so many more pieces yeah. Could, you know, like I'd have to be a movie star like The Rock, and that's going to take like decades for me to get to that point. <laughs> so, it's just, so there's a whole bunch of other things that go into that. So I, I want to do, I want to have things on my list that I know I can cross off. Like, yeah. like I just, I just crossed off getting knuckle tattoos. I know that's not for yeah, everybody, right. and that's fine. But like, that's something. It was scary because it's painful and because now they're visible all the time unless I'm wearing gloves, which is rare. So everybody can see my tattoos, unlike my arms, which are covered most of the time. So people don't know that I have them. And so it was a really big deal for me to like do that. And and I spent a lot of years trying to figure out if I did it, what would I put on there? And so once I did got that, it still took me quite a few years to say, okay, I'm going to cross it off. But it's something I could do. If I, if, I, if I had the extra time, money, I could get it done. It took an hour, no big deal, move on. So, yeah. so I, I want to make things actionable as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing all of that to <laughs> this space. 
thank you for gifting yourself that space and that time to do what you love and and follow your dreams and follow that list and and get stuff done because I think that we don't give each other credit enough for following those those things those things that are more valuable to us and at the end of the day when we when we do kick the bucket and I'm going to use that word and you know given my job I deal with with that almost every day grief and loss Um, when we sit at a service for someone that we love and and say goodbye it's really not how they worked that we remember it's how they lived and who they connected with and how they connected with us. So it's really important that we make that a priority. Most and, definitely. you know, for those listening, both Roger and myself have, have recently had a loved one pass that, you know, has, has been a really good reminder to come back to what's important and to, you know, really focus in on those connections and those relationships and how we are in the world and who we're being in the world rather than what we're doing in the world. For sure. So thank you for sharing oh, about thank you for having me. Here. And I'm I'm so excited that you're you're able to do that because you know I, I loved that experience and my partner's getting ready to do the same. Nice. Uh, stuck <laughs> over the other side of the world and hopefully gets here sooner rather than later so that he can do his gap here. <laughs> nice. Well, um, it's good, good on you for, for being gracious and accepting and, and promoting that. I, I also have a partner that's very supportive and that uh, makes a big, it makes a big difference. For sure. Oh, it absolutely does. And, you know, one of the things that we both love is, is adventure and exploring and learning about new cultures and different ways of being in the world and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to my parents for teaching me that from a very young age, that it is about others and, and how other people live in the world that's most important. For those of you who want to connect with Roger Moore, where can they connect with you? Yeah, I've got a podcast called the Crossing It Off podcast, and it's available just about anywhere that you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, you can search for it. It's a weekly show. And basically, I just bring one guest on each episode, and they tell me about one item that they've crossed off your list, and we just talk about that. So it's a lot of fun. Um, you, you may find an episode that you know something you want to cross off we have resources in the in the show notes for uh, how you can do those things the person has crossed off and it's just a lot of fun um to to get to be able to help tell people's stories and then if you want to follow my adventures of me crossing things off my list you can go to uh, at cross offer um on instagram or you can go to facebook backslash cross their offer and you can get connected to to me and what i'm doing and see my my trips and my journey and the crazy things I'm doing to cross stuff off my list. Awesome. Thank you so much, Roger, for joining me and sharing about your adventures and your pursuits to cross Thank things you, off your list. And I'm yeah. excited to connect with you further. Yes, please, Leanne. I, I appreciate this space um, that you're holding here um, for folks. And um, I, I love it. And I wish you all the best as well. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. And for those of you who want to connect with me further, jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. And until next time, thank you so much for joining me on Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. 
And wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, do it with joy and love and look at how you're connecting with yourself and others in the world. Thanks so much. Thank you.